This is the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk. My name's Matt Jones and my guest in the studio this afternoon is somebody who is forging a very good name for himself in non-league football as a manager, having spent times with the likes of Blackpool, Rochdale, Chester, Peterborough and Cambridge during his playing days as well. It's a warm welcome to the studio to Paul Carden, the Warrington Town Manager. Cheers, Matt. Great to have you in. Uh, so let's start uh, by talking about your early career and uh, pretty successful in the Football League. Yeah, I I made a, my debut early um, as a YTS at Blackpool when I was 17 and it was a obviously a big a big moment for me, but it was a big moment sort of or a big game for... For, for Blackpool because it was against Preston at Deepdale and it was live on Sky and it was a Friday night and it was, as I say, I was 17 and I'd been playing in the youth team at the weekend and then to get a call up and and to actually um, feature was was obviously a big big moment for me in my, in my um, career or early career, if you like, and, you know, gave me a taste of what I, what I wanted more of, really. So you're obviously from Merseyside, we can tell that by your accent. How did you fall into Blackpool's academy or youth system? Well, I was I was, uh, I was, was playing on Long Lane on the Geoffrey Humble ground, playing for Holy Name, who was uh, a team in Fazakley. And um, I was, obviously there were scouts going around then, um, and I got picked up to go to Liverpool. And then just sort of was at Liverpool for a few months and, um, I was playing for Sefton and Merseyside and, and Blackpool offered me a trial and I hadn't really um, sort of, a, when, you, when I say agreed, I hadn't really signed anything with Liverpool, I was just playing games and and it was like an, a long trial, if you like, it was a few months, um, but then Blackpool just said, we, we want to sign you and um, I went down and they made a bit of a fuss of me and my family at a game, a meal and stuff like that, we met Owen Oyston who was obviously chairman at the time, but you know, before it became apparent of his problems and issues. But um yeah, they made a fuss of us and just made made you feel really wanted. At Liverpool there was a lot of a lot of numbers there as you can imagine and so I just opted for it and, and that was when I was thirteen, fourteen and and that's how I I ended up at Blackpool, two year schoolboy till I was sixteen, got a YTS. And like I say, I made my debut when I was in my second year as a YTS. So it was, you know, a, a good choice really because there's not too many go to Liverpool and playing the first team at 17. So, um, you know, in that sense, it was a good move. Can you remember any of the lads that you were playing with at Liverpool who made it and, and the same at Blackpool as well, who were your age? Yeah, well, I worked, uh, played with um, Andy Parkinson and obviously um, there was players like Stephen Gerrard played up and... He, he was he was a year or so below us when I was there, and um, so you know from that point of view, Tommy Culshaw, who's with Stephen Gerrard now at Rangers, he was he was obviously there, and there's lads who you who you see, you know, on the way. But Blackpool Clark Carlisle was one who's obviously had a good career, but you know had his issues. But um, you know, and there's loads of players who you who you see and you come across who you, who you who you sort of half forget about, but then. You know, you you remember you remember things about them when you when you bump into them. Uh, you look through then your career. You moved from Blackpool to Rochdale in in nineteen ninety eight. Had a few spells with Chester. You played for the likes of Doncaster, Peterborough, uh, Accrington, Cambridge as well. Really interested in the Chester spell though, because of course uh, you were successful there on the pitch. Yeah, well, the Chester one came after Rochdale, and 
And at Rochdale, I was at one point I was doing really well. I was there was talk of me going on, and there was clubs interested. And then a change of manager and a change of fortune, really. Um, you know, and, and that, which which happens. You know, no, no one's. Um, you know, everybody who's played has got one of those stories. So, uh, but going to Chester was a was a was a good time for me. Um, I first went there, and Ian Atkins was manager. I went with about ten games to go, and unfortunately, we got relegated from League Two. Um, but I stayed on, and um, Graham Barrow became manager. And there was a lot of off the field problems with the chairman. The chairman was a guy called Terry Smith at the time, an American um, owner and chairman, and he was. He was round the bend, you know, um, wages and stuff like that. You, you'd pay you by cheque, and it was like the wacky races going to the to the nearest bank to put your cheque in because if you were getting treatment or anything, you, your cheque was going to bounce. So it was it was a it was a tough time really. And once Graham left, I, I didn't want to be there because Terry was running it, and it was just it was a circus to be honest. And I left and went to Doncaster, and I was only there for a few months. And it was a big club at the time, Doncaster, but we didn't start well. And he put everybody up for sale, and then I think he was there for about three months, four months. And um, Stephen Vaughan had took over Chester. He'd bought Terry Smith out, and they came in back in for me. And I just thought, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, you know. Um, so I, I did. I went back to Chester, and then that was like a long spell where we ended up getting promotion and winning the league, and I was skipper, and and you know it was a real good time. And you'd have played under some pretty. Uh... Good managers, uh, big names during your time at Chester as well then? Yeah, obviously. I first went back and Steve Mungle was manager. He was a great fella and got seated harshly, to be fair. He got sacked in the dressing room after a game where we lost. I thought it was harsh. He didn't deserve that because he was he was too good a fella to, to do something like that, certainly to the players anyway. Um, and then Mark Wright came in, who obviously was strong, completely different type of person and character. And, um, you know, he made me captain. Um, but after we won promotion, after we won the league, um, the day before the season started, he got sacked, you know, on the eve of playing our first game back in League Two. And it, so it was it was a mad time. I'd had an operation in the summer, so I wasn't quite ready for the beginning of the season. But um, I think Ray Mathias took it for a few games and then, and then Ian Wright took over with Mark Hazelwood. And we went on an unbelievable run. And then we went on an unbelievably bad run after it. And I think Rushy was he was interviewed or he was linked with the with the Wales job. And he's only been at Chester for like 10, 12 games. And I think there was a bit of a fallout over the club not granting him, you know, permission to, to be interviewed for it. And then all of a sudden it just 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 imploded. The place just imploded and um we ended up. It was a it was a miserable place, miserable season, and I think Keith Kale came in towards the end of the season, and then that's when I left. To be honest, it's Radio City Talk. You're listening to Full Time Paul Carden, uh, my guest for a sporting hero this afternoon. Um, let's get on to uh, your coaching career as well. I know you still had uh, many years left of playing, but at some point it all kind of came together and amalgamated, didn't it? It did. Um, I was at Accrington and I'd been on loan to Cambridge. Um, we'd had a good season. We, when I say good season, we got to the playoff final at Wembley. Um, I came here, but we lost one nil to Exeter. But I'd done well personally, and um, and there was a few clubs interested, and a couple of offers on the table. And I'd spoke to Wrexham, and 
But Cambridge came back to me and said, look, we want to make you assistant manager. And at the time, they just sacked Jimmy Quinn, which was a strange one and a strange thing to put to me because they had no manager. And I said to the chairman, well, who am I going to assist? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not something I want to jump into. And he said, well, we want you to help us, you know, find a manager. And as I say, I was 28, 29 at the time. And I thought, this is a bit weird. But obviously, you know, on the other hand, it showed how much they wanted wanted to sign me. Um, so I had to think about it because I'd had a really good offer from Wrexham who Brian Little was the manager of and Grimsby and as I say there was a few clubs Fleetwood and um, and I spoke to the chairman again and he said who would you who would you think to be manager and Brabs had only just started at Southport and obviously a mate of mine and and he was keen to get going and I put his name forward and we went down and had an interview a few days later and it was like a token gesture it was like it was done um, and then we were announced on the Monday, so it happened really quick. Um, so that's how I started as player assistant, and had a good time. I, you know, enjoyed it, and obviously learnt me trade under the managers that we spoke about earlier. But you know, I think you've got to have your own your own stamp and your own sort of philosophy and way about you, rather than just be copy and be a, a clone of other managers. I think you've got to take the the good bits and the bad bits from everybody you work with. You've been to a few places with Gary Brabin, haven't you? And, and I'm guessing that that relationship goes back to Blackpool yeah. uh, in the very early days of, of yeah. both your careers. How important is it to have someone who you know so well and you trust so well, either as your manager or as your assistant? Well, well, I think I think it's big because, you know, I know. Obviously, it comes through that experience of working together. But I, when when me and Brabs worked together, I knew the things that I needed to deal with and keep away from him. But I also knew the things that he needed to know and deal with himself. And like I say, that comes with working together, but it also comes with knowing each other. You know, we've known each other a really long time. I used to clean his boots at Blackpool, um, which he never forgets to remind me of. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, our, our wives are related, which, you know, we're like the Dingles. So, um, but, no, it is it is important. And it, it it's important and it's... Why you see a lot of a lot of management teams, not just managers. You know, you get the top clubs where they've got, you know, head coach and stuff like that, where they just go in and they they manage the day to day stuff. But you know, we've been a management team at a few clubs, and obviously that relationship really helps. Um, you actually hung up your playing boots reasonably young, didn't you? Was that consciously because you were moving towards coaching and management? Not really. I was I was at Luton at the time, and I I, I played and I, I I only played a few games. And I played in a, a sort of a range game against the local side, and um, I felt something in my knee, and it wasn't it wasn't something that I was planning on doing. And I ended up having a having to have an operation, and it was just it was it was a bad operation. It was a, um, I basically fractured my knee, and needed microfracture surgery where they drill the bone, and it was just that I was thirty four, I think, and. Um, they said to me, like, you can, you know, you'd be able to play a game, but you're not going to be able to sustain full time training. And if you do, you know, you're going to be looking at a knee replacement quite early. And I'd never really been injured, you know, for a length of time. And that just, it thrown me and like, but it did help me to to concentrate and follow my next steps in football and, and to, you know, sort of get myself more rounded as a coach. And I've done a bit of scouting as well. So, so it, it obviously helped by freeing up time, but I wasn't ready. 
and management-wise, you've uh, had caretaker spells at Cambridge and Tranmere. You've uh, had the job at Southport and now at Warrington as well. And I'm sure you've got aspirations of taking them up the pyramid and you yourself stepping back up as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think anybody who knows me knows knows that that's what I'm about. Um, you know, I haven't come to Warrington just to take it easy and be at a, at a level which you know is part time and is but. Because I don't consider part time and full time. I'm on the phone daily, you know. Just because the lads aren't in the building doesn't mean to say I'm not speaking to them. Um, you know, my time at the full time clubs has, has really helped. Um, there's also a, f- a, a frustrating part of being part time and the fact that you don't actually get to work with the players as much as you want. Because I feel at Warrington we've got a group of players that if we had more time with, you know, we could really do. Obviously more things, but I'm sure most managers at our level feel the same. Absolutely. It's Radio City Talk. You are listening to Full Time. Uh, my name's Matt Jones and Paul Carden is my guest this afternoon. So let's get on to your sporting hero. Obviously, uh, you've got a long history in football and I'm assuming it's football that you're going to pick your uh, sporting hero from. It is, I think, you know, probably a lot of Liverpoolians and Liverpool fans will say Kenny Daglish. Um, you know, I was, I was... Obviously, I wasn't born when he when he signed for Liverpool. He was, he was there in '77, if I'm not wrong. I was born in '79, and only really sort of started taking interest in football when he was sort of coming to the to the end of his Liverpool playing days. He was playing manager and stuff. But I think not only as a player, you know, for for what he produced on the pitch, but as a player manager off the pitch, and obviously coming back and as a a real sort of iconic figure in the city. For what he did for charity work and and things like that, um, you know, just I think make him stand out to me. Um, you know, you look back at at some of his performances and his goals and his his influences on Liverpool as a team. You know, at that time when he was when he was in the team and you know he was a phenomenal player. Um, but I think his character as well, you know, sh- shines out above above others and. You know, I've met him on a couple of occasions and, you know, he was a big... I wouldn't say he was a big influence, I just remember him saying a few words. I was at, I was at my mate's wedding 11 years ago in Marbella and my little lad, Will, was... I say little, he's 11 now, so obviously, um, but he was only a baby at the time, a few months old. And um, I got a, a photo of him holding Will um, and it, it, it's brilliant. It's up in my mum's, my mum's house and... I always say Kenny asked for a picture with Will. Um, <laughs> but we had a chat and we had a few beers and I spoke to him. It was at the time when I was making a decision whether to go to Cambridge or not. And I asked him, you know, what would you do? And he said, is there something you want to you wanna pursue, pursue after playing? And I said, yeah. And he said, go for it. He said, you've got to go for it. He said, but one thing, be your own person. He said, you know, I, he said, you look at, at my time and, you know, he obviously played with a lot, a lot of top managers and, Played for coaches and players who would have would have influenced how he how his management style was because he was a player manager. He said, "You've got to be your own person. You know, take like I said before, you take the good and the bad from everybody." But um, you know, and and it was then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give it a go, and and it did. And and you know, as I say, it wasn't down to what he said, but he just sort of, you know, gave me a little bit of a nudge to to go in that direction and. Like I say, he's always somebody who's, who stood out for me. Uh, is there anything particularly uh, from his management style that you have tried to put into your own? 
I think whenever you whenever you hear players speak about him, they always speak about you know how he understood, how he understood them, and how he got to know them. And I think a lot of the top managers do that because it's something I believe in that there's a there's a person before the player, you know, and and that's that's massive, especially in in t- today's world. You know, you don't get too many managers talk about players and say, oh, you know, how do you get the best out of them? Or, you you know, you let them know, you let them have it. You know, 90% of players now need an arm around them, need to be spoken to, need need confidence and need reassurance all the time. But I think that's a society thing. So I think it, the, the thing that stands out for me is, is when you're there, interviews with players who played for him is how good he was with them, how good he was individually. And, you know, when I was at Burton, Nigel Clough was very similar. He um, he knew the players inside out. Very family or orientated club, and you know, um, you know. I think that's that's a big big part in, in what you need to be successful with as a manager, in my opinion. Have you managed to get him down to a Warrington game yet? Not yet. No, uh, you know, I obviously don't mix in his circles. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a keen golfer, so I don't see him at the golf club or or whatever. But um, I'd like to think if I bumped into him, I could have a chat with him and have maybe another beer. We had a. We had a few that night and the next day, so um, at the wedding. So, but you know what? What a guy he is. Paul Carden, the Warrington Town Manager on the Radio City Talk Sporting Heroes podcast. My name's Matt Jones. If you listen to Radio City Talk in the northwest of England, you can get us on DAB on the app or on 1548 Medium Wave. You will hear a brand new sporting hero every Wednesday at 4.45 or you can just hit the subscribe button and there'll be a brand new one in your box every single week.